Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 127. What's up, guys? This is Tommy Barretts with Project Punchline. And if you want to make the connections you've always been looking for, then you need to listen to Build Your Network with my friend, Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chapel. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but First, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. I'd love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Tommy Barretts. Tommy started his first business in an apartment while he was working at a bar, washing dishes, cleaning bathrooms, and mopping up puke. Grew that business into a multi-million dollar business that sold for seven figures plus, and that has given him the ability to chase his dreams of becoming a serial entrepreneur, comedian, actor, and producer. Tommy, welcome to the show, brother. Super, super stoked to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're most excited about right now? What's up, Travis? I'm most excited right now to be on your show, but 
Business-wise, I'm absolutely most excited about Project Punchline to where we do, we hold live events. Most of them are comedy events and we donate the proceeds of the events to different nonprofits each month. Hmm. So that's more the passion, right? The Project Punchline is more the passion that you really just enjoy doing it. Absolutely. It's something that, you know, you can change a lot with laughter. You know, when somebody is laughing, they forget about their problems momentarily and laughing actually releases endorphins in your body and makes you feel good. So it's definitely something that I'm passionate about. And it's while we're doing that, we're also changing people's lives, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But let's go all the way back here and talk about how you got started in all of this. So you're working at a bar doing all the best jobs that are available at a bar, it sounds like. <laughs> and then you just were like, hey, I'm going to go screw this. I'm going to go start a business. Like, what was that whole process? So yeah, so I mean, I was working at a bar, wasn't even good enough to be a bartender. So I got the job of bar back and they do all the grunt work, washing dishes, mopping up pubes, help bouncers kick people out. So it's like the worst job to have. And so I was living in an apartment and I decided to start a business. And I just started working. I read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read The Success Principles of Jack Canfield and a few other business books. And so I just started grinding away and building a business. And then I took that business from an apartment and I grew it to over 200 employees and a multi-million dollar business. And how long did that take? So it took from start to finish because I exited that business. I had that business for 12 years. 12 years. Okay. So how old were you when you first started it? I think I was 25. Okay. So 25 years old, no previous experience in business. Just were like, I'm going to go start this business. And what was that business about? Like, what did you guys do? So it was a swimming pool business and we did everything from building pools to lifeguarding, taking care of university swim pools, municipalities. It was all commercial based. There was no like, it wasn't like a backyard cleaning company. It was a commercial swimming pool company. So I knew a little bit about pools and that's why I decided to start that business because I took what I knew. And I was like, you know what? I think I can actually do this business. And that's always the recommendation I give people when they're like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, well, what do you know? Why don't you start a business at first doing what you know so you can be successful doing that? And it'll give you the financial leverage to be able to do whatever you want. Yeah, that's, I was going to be my next question is like, why pools, man? Like if you ask like a, you know, a typical 25 year old, I'm sure the, the first thing off the top of their head probably isn't like, you know what I would love to do, man? I would love, I would love, I would love to go work with pools. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was definitely a step up from mopping up puke. I'll hey, tell that's you that. fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, okay. So you're in the pool business at this point. What kind of a learning curve was there for you to go from like, look, I'm mopping up puke. Now all of a sudden I own this business. I have no idea what to do. Like, what did that scaling process look like for you to go from just yourself in your apartment all the way up to 200 plus employees? So the learning curve obviously is huge because I knew nothing about business and I didn't even graduate from college. So my learning curve was even greater because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. But what I did do was I started studying successful entrepreneurs and reading a lot of books on what I need to do. And I got mentors to help me along the way. So there were a lot of mistakes that I did make in the business, but all the mistakes I made actually taught me a lot about business. So to answer your question, the learning curve was enormous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Do you think it just cost you time or was there times where it just cost you a lot of money? Oh, both. Yeah, both yeah. for sure. And I think that it's important to unfortunately learn through both time and financial. Obviously, financially, you feel like that that your, your biggest learning lesson, like when you lose $20,000 and like, hey, what the hell happened? But the reality of it is the worst thing you can lose is your time because it's your most valuable asset. Right. And the biggest takeaway here, though, for everybody listening is the bottom line is eventually you're going to have to take action, right? So that's something I've been really, really big on lately, because especially now in the information age where like we can find out anything with just like a couple types into our phone or not even that we can just ask Siri or Alexa or whatever computer you're asking, you know, I mean, like you have information at your fingertips. And so we have all this data that's available to us. So we just never take action because we're too busy consuming the data. Whereas Tommy basically sat there and was like, look, I either I'm going to continue to mop up puke and hopefully become a bartender one day, or I need to just dive into this pool business, no pun intended, and start making stuff happen. And will I make mistakes? Will I lose money? Will I lose time and energy? Yes, 100%. But the reward is much greater. You know, it's funny, you said talking about taking action. And there was a quote when we were getting started with the business is that it's the world rewards action. And that's so true. It's like, you don't have to know everything. And I was at a mastermind this past weekend, and you were there too. And when Devin got up there said, you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great, which is greatly impactful. Yeah, totally, totally. That was one of the things that I wrote down for sure when he was talking. And then just for everybody listening, we had a guy, his name is Devin Wyman, came in and spoke to our mastermind this past weekend that Tommy and I are both a part of. And he was a defensive end on the New England Patriots when they won the Super Bowl a few years back. And man, his his talk was was fantastic. So much great stuff. But that was one thing that I definitely took away from that because there are too many of us that sit on the sidelines instead of like begging to get in the game 
And there's something to be said for just like going in and doing it. There's so many failures that you're going to meet, but it doesn't matter because the long-term gain is way more than the initial risk that you're taking. Because I'm sure when you first started the business, Tommy, and you lost like, you know, you made a mistake that cost you like 1500 bucks. That was probably like super devastating. Whereas now it would be like, oh, whatever, it's 1500 bucks. But like at first it was like, oh my gosh, I just lost my rent. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> was there any like moments like that where you're like, what am I doing? I could, let me go get my job back. Oh, ab- dude, absolutely. There were so many times, you know, I remember standing in the shower thinking to myself, am I doing the right thing? Because it's weird when you start your own business, the biggest influences are on you or your closest family and friends. And they're also, for whatever reason, your biggest naysayers. And not because they don't want you to succeed. They just want you to take the safe play. So there were so many times. And I mean, I'm not talking like even right when I started out, because that was all the time. But even like later on, when I had the company for eight, nine years, towards you're looking at it going, dude, did I make the right decision having this business? But the answer is yes. You're working for yourself. You're growing a business. You're helping other people reach their dreams. So there was plenty of times to where you would lose money. It was one of those things where when we lost money, specifically by a decision I make, I would always think to myself that, all right, well, at least I know it cost me 1500 bucks to learn not to do it like that. That's not an option. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. You know, that was something that Grant Cardone and I were talking about in his interview was how much the people closest to you are going to be the people that affect the way that you think about it the most. Because like you said, they're not trying to prevent you from reaching your dreams in a spiteful way that maybe your quote unquote enemies would, you know what I mean? Like they're not talking crap on you so that, you know, you fail because they don't want to see you succeed. They genuinely think that they're doing the right thing by trying to hold you back from reaching those things because it is unsafe. It's not settling. It's not typical or normal. And so a lot of those people in your life will try to hold you back from that. And that's why what Tommy was talking about in mentorship and mastermind and stuff like that, that's why that kind of stuff was so important. How big of a role did putting yourself in communities of other entrepreneurs play in your success, Tommy? Oh, it was absolutely huge because going back to the whole family and friends thing, they're not doing what you're doing. So they think it's completely risky. So you have to put yourself around other influential people who can give you a state of mind to where you know you can succeed. So that was like, it was imperative to get around people that were successful. And that's one of the biggest life hacks is if there's something you want to do and you see somebody who's successful doing, what you want to do, go ask them how they got there because successful people love to talk about themselves. Hmm. Yeah, totally. It's like, honestly, half the reason I started this show (laughs) was just so (laughs) that I could go talk to people who'd been, you know, where I want to go and ask them questions about how they got there. I'm just a curious person in general. And so this is like, this podcast is a creative way for me to like help out a lot of people by taking information from people and then giving it to other people. But it's also kind of selfish in the regard that like, I really just love talking to people and asking them questions and seeing like how things went for them. But yeah, so you're running this business now. It's starting to grow. It's starting to scale. And then at this point, you're starting to figure out that it's something that like, hey, look, I want to be able to exit this at some point. This is something that we were talking a little bit off recording. There's so many business owners that get into business for the freedom and then end up being a slave to their own business. What were some ways that you figured out how to make your business an actual asset that you could sell off to somebody else or have a clear exit from? 
So just real quick, the key components of a sellable business, one, you have to make money. Uh, two, you generally have to have reoccurring revenue. Number three, how much time do you spend in the business? And number four is what's your market share within that industry? And so the first thing we had to do is build reoccurring revenue. And you do that by hiring salespeople. The minute that I didn't have to be in the business selling and it was making money on its own, now it's starting to become an asset and it's freeing up my time. So I had to get the right people for the right jobs. And that was a very difficult thing to do because it's your baby. You don't want to let things go. And I hate to say this, but your employees don't care about your company like you do. So there are going to be losses that now they're losing money for you, but you have to have the ability to train them appropriately so they can actually succeed in what they're doing. Hmm. So salespeople would be like one of the biggest components you think? Salespeople would be the number one, number one thing that will change your business. And I, I see business owners time in and time out. They're the ones that are actually doing the sales. They're the ones that are bringing in the income. And when you go to the table to where you're trying to negotiate with somebody who wants to buy your business and they're like, hey, well, who generates all the sales? And you say, I do. Then they're, they will not be interested in buying your business because you're the person that's making the company money. Right. You're the face of the company too. Like people might just be doing business with you because you're the one that sold them. You obviously can't take yourself out of that (laughs) because they want Tommy there. Exactly. And so that's one thing that we had to do. We had to transition the business from the Tommy Barrett's show to the actual company brand to where people are buying the brand. And I had to literally tell customers that were used to dealing with me, hey, you need to go deal with so-and-so down the hall because they know more about it now than I do. And they have just as much empowerment as I do to make a decision to make you happy. And we're lucky enough not to have a whole lot of loss of customers because of that. But it was something that was imperative to make that company successful. Were these things that you figured out on your own or was it like a coach or a mentor or a book that you read or something like that? <laughs> Dude, I'm not that smart to figure it out on my own. <laughs> no, it was books. It was reading books and figuring it out and asking questions and not being afraid to ask questions because so many people don't ask questions because they're afraid of looking stupid. Like, oh, yeah. you run a business and you don't even know that you need to hire salespeople. Well, yeah, I've never done this before. So I'm leaning on people that have done it before and they can give me good information. Yeah. What was a book that you read that you think that was like really paramount for you? Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the ones that was paramount. Man, there's so many good books out there that you can read because, you know, it's like having the author be your mentor while you're reading the book. Right. All of Grant Cardone's books are generally great books are and are really good reads. I read a book called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, and that mm. book really shifts your mindset on how to look and think about things. But man, just a ton of books out there. So, so just basically consuming content, trying to figure out exactly what to do at this point. So now this is a question that I'm curious to your answer on because this is like, I feel like a hot topic right now. So there's these two opposing sides right now. I feel like in the world of business that I've seen where there you have this one group of people that's like, find your passion, go after your passion, do your passion, monetize your passion. It's all about your passion. Find what you're passionate about. And it's almost like annoyingly repetitive. But then you have this other side that's like, screw that. It doesn't matter if you're passionate about it. Get in, work your face off and you'll get results. And then you can do whatever you want at that point. So the reason I bring this up is because I doubt you were passionate about pools. Okay. That's accurate. That is an accurate statement. <laughs> and for <I'm>, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming that you're really passionate, which we already kind of touched on, about 
project punchline about comedy, about being an actor and a producer and, and all these different things. So you obviously went the route of like, look, I'm building something so that I can do whatever I want. What is your take on all of this? Like these opposing sides right now, what's your perspective on that? So my perspective is, yeah, you should do both. You should chase your passion, but the problem, sometimes your passion isn't going to pay you. And that's where using your previous experience and whatever that may be, leverage that to start making money so where you can chase your passion. And oftentimes, people don't believe me when I say this, oftentimes someone will take what they're passionate about and they'll start a business and then that passion becomes a job. Because right. over time, you lose that fire. It's almost inevitable that at some point, now you've tied yourself to a job and that passion, I don't want to say completely goes away, but it's not like it was in the beginning. Right. So I think that you have to do a little bit of both, chase your passion. But if you don't know what your passion is, then why not take your experience and go make money doing what you know how to do because you know you're good at it. And then later on in life, you can chase whatever passion you want. Totally. I want to throw in a little caveat here because I think it's important. I think there's a difference between passion and belief because I think that's an important caveat to throw out there because you're not passionate about pools, right? But right. you believed in the product that you were selling or the service that you were selling, right? Yep. So there's a really big difference there because I think some people get that confused where they're like, well, I'm not passionate about it. So I just can't sell it. Like I can't put my all into it because I'm just not passionate about it. It's like, well, you don't have to be passionate about something in order to be able to push it forward. Forward. But if you don't believe in something, that's a completely separate issue because that almost becomes moral. If you're selling something that you personally don't believe in or that you personally would never use or that you personally like don't feel has a lot of value, then there's an issue there. And, I, and I'm on the same page with you. But you don't have to be like, you don't have to think that pools are your purpose in life. So like, that's the only reason I'm ever going to be in the pool business. It's something that Tommy was knew something about. He was pretty good at and totally believed in the service itself and believed that he was offering value for the amount of money that he was getting. And that allowed him to work on that while also having these side passions and comedy and these different things. And now that he's sold his business for a seven-figure-plus exit, now he can work on these things full-time. So tell us a little bit more about Project Punchline, Tommy. How do you plan on turning this into, quote-unquote, the rest of your career? So I feel like I just want to rewind it real quick because you said a, that was a lot of good content that you just provided. And, you know, when people tell me that they're not passionate about, well, you know, my experience, I'm not passionate about it. I'm like, well, you're not passionate about your job. But if you go start a business doing what you're doing right now, that's a step up from what you're doing because now you have control of what you're doing. And I always say your passionate job. I'm like, your dream job is something that you would be willing to do for free. That's how you figure out what it is. Like, what would you be willing to do for free? That's what you're passionate about. So Project Punchline, you know, like I've always had this since we're part of Thrive, you know, the way Cole has Thrive and he sponsors a different nonprofit, each Thrive. I had the same idea because I love stand-up comedy. And I was like, you know what? We should build a business around giving back and do it through stand-up comedy. And I think that, I don't know this to be fact, but I think that we're one of the only people that hold comedy events that's an actual business that actually gives back to the community. And so for me, that's a huge deal, you know, doing something that I love, which is stand-up comedy. And I'd be willing to do that for free because God knows I've done stand-up comedy free more times than I can count. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also kind of one of those things too, right? So I said that I do comedy for free. How do I build a business to where I don't have to do comedy for free? Yeah. You know, and so it I took my passion and my experience, which is being an entrepreneur now, and built a business around that to where I can actually make money doing what I love to do. How can people support this, Tommy? Like, where do you guys put on shows and how can people find you? 
So they can find us on projectpunchline.com is one place they can find us. And we've been doing shows in Houston, but since I've recently moved to LA, we're going to transition shows. We're working with a couple of venues to start setting up shows. We also sell merchandise and stuff like that, you know, just fun merchandise. And for everything that gets purchased right now, we're benefiting an organization in Houston that feeds kids. And so a portion of the purchase goes right back to feeding kids. Like if you buy one of our shirts, it'll feed a kid for a day, which is pretty cool. But Project Punchline. And then once we have shows in LA, and we're still going to do some shows in Houston too, but once we have should start getting the venue ready for shows in LA. We'll, we're going to do comedy here too. So it should be great. So what does the future look like for you? Like the next decade or two? So the next decade or two, I'm thinking that, you know, we can take Project Punchline to a whole new level. And also, you know, I'm doing the acting thing and I'm producing a couple of movie ideas right now. We're getting some screenplays written. So really right now, the next decade of my life is going to be devoted to the things that I'm passionate about because I used my experience in the past to build a company that would garner me enough profits to where I don't have to have a regular job. Yeah. And so now I'm in the space to where I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, let's go ahead and switch the conversation here. This is build your network. We talk a lot about networking, building relationships and stuff like that, which is something that you're pretty good at. And this is the conversation I ask everybody that comes on the show to kind of get the conversation headed in the right direction. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I think it has to do with both. You could know Mark Cuban, but if you don't possess any information, you're not going to be valuable to Mark Cuban. So I think it's a combination of both. You have to know stuff before you, it's who you know, because once you know something and you can provide value to who you know, that's when you become valuable. Right, right, totally. So putting feet to the fire here, I used to accept both, just so you know, Tommy. I I used to accept the answer both a lot, but I figured that a lot of people were doing it. So I'm going to put your feet to the fire here and make you choose one, but not just in general. I'll I'll add some context here. If somebody listening is like, hey, I'm going to spend the rest of 2018 really devoted to getting around better people so that you know I can increase my abilities or whatever kind of naturally by being around those better people, or I'm going to spend my time really diving into like making myself better or sharpening a skill set, which one would you say is more important? Number one, being around people who are successful, like your connections are going to teach you things that you don't know. And that's why people hire coaches. You know, every great athlete has a coach. Every great businessman has a coach and putting yourself around people that are super successful. Those people are going to rub off on you. And because of that, you're going to be successful. So if I had to choose one, it would be your connections. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I like asking that because I think that it it provides a little bit of context. Both are important. 100%. You can't just come in, have no actual skills, bring nothing to the table you're actually going to probably hurt yourself in the long run meeting people that you want to meet if you don't have anything to be able to provide value to. Now, that does not have to be like, you don't have to be a Tommy. You don't have to have sold a seven-figure business in order to add value to somebody. When I first met my mentor, John Lee Dumas, I didn't have much value to offer him in like any of the online business world podcasting. He already had way more connections than I did. I don't really have anything to offer except for my time. So I just volunteered to work a booth for him. And if I didn't do that, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, Tommy, because that's the only reason that I went to Thrive to begin with is like, I was like, hey, John, I'll work your booth at Podcast Movement for you for free. Don't pay me anything. I'll buy my own ticket. I'll get out there. You know what I mean? Like I'll pay for my own hotel. Don't worry about it. So I go out there, volunteer, give him my time and, you know, use the ability that I had to sell and just like hawked freedom and mastery journals for him <laughs> at, at an event. Right. And then he was like, hey, you did a good job. Come to Thrive with me. I was like, what's Thrive? And show up to Thrive, get introduced to everybody there. He introduces me to Cole. I vibe with Cole a lot. 
get into the mastermind and now you and I shouldn't hear having a conversation. So don't, if you're listening to this, don't feel like you have to be, like I said, a best-selling author in order to feel like you have something valuable to bring to the table. Everybody's got something that they can bring. Just don't ever lose sight on the fact that you need to keep getting better. Because if that's all I ever did for John and I never kept working on myself, then at this point, he probably wouldn't still be invested in the relationship. Now I can say that he's one of my biggest mentors and has helped me the most through this podcasting journey. But it's because I didn't just stop it. Hey, I'll volunteer for you. I kept going and like I kept pushing and getting people on the show. So don't feel like this is something that you have to be one of the best of the best in order to like be able to make the most of your connections. But you provided a huge amount of value to John Lee Dumas by working his booth because mm-hmm. you're providing a skill set to be able to sell stuff for him and it's not costing him anything. Right. And so many people are unwilling to do that to where they just want to make money in the very beginning and that's it. And yep. they don't want to provide value in a voluntary way to actually help the people that they want to be around. And I love that. I do the same thing. Like I'll host events because I'm a comedian. So people are like, Hey, can you host my event? And I'll do it. Like I'll look at the event and say, you know, Hey, there's a couple of people here that I'd love to meet. Yeah, sure. I'll host your event. And they're like, well, how much are you going to charge? Nothing. Just I'll host your event just to have the ability to network with certain people and be around people that I want to meet and Mm -hmm. be around. Right. Right. But that says so much about the way that you think though. Right. Cause like so many people just are such short-term thinkers. Guys, stop being such a short-term thinker. Like, yes, did it cost me money to go to Thrive? Yes, I drove all the way out there with like 12 cardboard boxes full of mastery and freedom journals in the back of my car so that it saved them money on shipping and holding them at the hotel. So I was like, yeah, ship them to my house. I'll drive to Vegas. So I drove out to Vegas. This is when I was still living in SoCal. For those of you who know, I live in Vegas currently, but this was when I was living in SoCal. So I drove to Vegas, got my own hotel room, everything for the the whole weekend. Not to mention it cost me money because I'm not at home working on my business and selling stuff. Right. So like, (laughs) yeah, did it cost me a lot of money? Yeah, definitely did. But like the reward long term for stuff like that is so beyond what most people are willing to think about, I think. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. 110% that doing stuff like that, plus you get recognized because people that are influencers be like, man, Travis works his ass off. He really works hard. Like He's willing to do anything to get ahead and they notice you. And because they notice you, then they'll start providing you with opportunities that you wouldn't have had previously. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Just like the introduction to Cole. Like I wouldn't know Cole, wouldn't know any of the community. And Cole asked me to speak at the at our mastermind the first time, which enabled me to really connect with everybody in the group a lot better. And now John's introduced me to a couple other like really big influencers. And even if he doesn't introduce me, I know he'll always give me a good recommendation. So like when that, now I reach out to people and I'm like, Hey, I reach out totally cold. I'm like, Hey, I know, you know, John, shoot him a quick text and ask him about me. And he's actually sent me stuff where like, somebody's reached out to him and he's given me a stellar recommendation. And that's just because, (laughs) and like with the recommendation from somebody like that, like you can, I mean, the possibilities are endless at that point. You just got to be willing to put in the work sometimes. Yep. I agree with that. So Tommy, I know your answer to this question, but I want to ask it because I think that it's valuable. How do you feel about paying for masterminds, paying for mentorships and for coaching? How has that helped you? I think it's absolutely priceless. Like I will, so Obviously, we're a part of a mastermind together. That's how we met. But I think it's so valuable. I'm willing to spend uncomfortable amounts of money to be a part of masterminds. And if I didn't have coaches and I wasn't a part of masterminds, me building a multi-million dollar business and selling it would have been impossible. It just it would have never happened because they being a part of those groups gave me the ability and the knowledge I needed to scale my business and get it to where I needed it to be. Yeah, totally. And the cool thing about those masterminds too, just really quick, is that 
you're not just connecting with the organizer of the mastermind. You get to connect with a bunch of other people who paid a lot of money to be in a mastermind. Like, so they're serious about growing their business. They're serious about building relationships with other people and having a community. And you get to be one of those people to connect with. I mean, that's been one of the biggest things for me with the mastermind that, that we're in is just building relationships with the people that are in the mastermind itself, not even just with Cole and Sonia, even though they're awesome. It's just like everybody else that's there is really cool too. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And well, there's all walks of life there. You know what I mean? So like, if there's something that you're trying to implement in your business, whether it's e-commerce or whatever it may be, most likely there's someone in the room that can do that with their eyes closed and help you out. And you go, hey, you know, this is what I wanted to add to my business. And I'll, yeah, sure. No problem. Let's connect and let's, I'll show you how the most effective way it is to get that done. Yeah. So with all this stuff being so important and so crucial, man, why do you think that a lot of people just don't do it? I think a lot of people don't do it because they don't see the value in spending a bunch of money to go to a mastermind. What they don't realize it's an investment in yourself and nobody can take that away from you. You know, know, so many people will go, it's funny to me because they'll go buy expensive cars. They'll Mm -hmm. go buy expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not investing in yourself. And if you invest the money in a, a mastermind or a coach or whatever it may be, you're investing in yourself and you're going to learn and it's going to pay dividends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, man. That, that's something that I've always taken to heart because the amount of money that I've spent on masterminds, coachings and events in the last year, I could have easily paid cash for like my dream truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And some of you listening know a little bit of that story, but just really quick for those that don't, I did end up buying my dream truck like a couple months ago. I felt really guilty about it because I was like, I should have just used that money for this real estate investment that I'm in right now. And literally like two days later, the front wheel fell off of the truck. <laughs> literally just fell off, bro. Like I was driving in the parking lot and the front wheel just like came off and I just like sat and it was this big lifted truck and I just like, boom, sat down in the, in the asphalt. It literally like scratched the asphalt. That's how like, how, how much the impact was. And I was just like, well, I think the universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> like, yeah. like, God's like, Hey bro, you should have gotten the Camry. So yeah, uh, no I, doubt. I, I took the truck back literally. And I bought a used Camry like a week after that. So now I'm back to my $20,000 Camry, but I was driving a Corolla for the first like four years, but that got totaled. So I had to go get something. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get my truck. And then it broke. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I did the same thing, bro. Like I, for the first, I want to say like five years of having my business, I drove a Corolla and everyone's like, why don't you get a real car? And I'm yeah. like, because I'm investing all the money I'm making in my business back right. into the business. I don't care what people think of me when I'm driving a Corolla. Right. Are you getting 38 miles to the gallon? <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I went a little bit crazy on this one, getting a Camry, bro. I, I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At this rate, I'll have an Avalon by like the time I'm 30. So yeah. no big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, man. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and move on here to the last segment, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yep. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Well, I can answer that. It's the professional. I know you said other than your own right now, Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur, it's acting, producing and and comedy, man. That's like, you know what? I take that back too. like coaching is also another thing that would be extremely fun because you're helping people get to where they want to be. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I would probably want to talk to Steve Jobs. I want to talk to Steve Jobs because he had a lot of insight in business, but he also had a lot of insight in life. And I can appreciate someone who has a lot of respect and a lot of knowledge in both areas. 
How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? So all of them are great. I feel like the most economical way for me to consume content is audiobooks. Just because, you know, you can, I mean, you can listen to it at the gym. You right. can listen to it while you're driving. You can pretty much listen to it while you're doing anything. So audiobooks is a great way. I think if you want to really, really learn, videos are a great source because you're getting the video and the audio from the video. So, but if I had to pick, it would be, it would definitely be audiobooks. Alrighty. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Morning routine. Generally, I wake up early. I go to the gym. And after the gym, I will meditate and say my affirmations out loud. What is your go-to pump-up song? Oh, man. There's so many of those. Uh, the Eye of the Tiger is pretty good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is something that you are not very good at? So I'm not very good at execution, which is kind of odd because of some of the things that I've done. But yeah, execution, I'm not good at. So I'm great at coming up with ideas, not great with execution. So having other people to execute for me is the only way I can be successful. All right. As we get everything wrapped up here, Tommy, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Probably Instagram. Perfect. And is that at Tommy Barrett's? Yes, it is. Perfect. At Tommy Barretts, that's B-E-R-E-T-Z on Instagram. Go check out some of the stuff he's throwing out there. He's got a lot of great content that he's putting out. Tommy, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Had a blast chatting with you. Yeah, likewise, brother. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media n.media forward slash fb remember you're only one connection away for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.